0: I think it's really interesting that acorns are on this list because when I think of acorns, I tend to think of squirrels. I don't really think of an actual person eating acorns. I wonder if I'm the only person who thinks this. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Oh My Allergies podcast. This is your hostess with the mostest, Valencia. And if you are new here, the Oh My Allergies podcast is a podcast about all things allergies. Whether you have food allergies, seasonal allergies, skin allergies, or even your pet has allergies, Oh My Allergies is a safe space for discussions for those that need a bit of advice and support from someone who understands their struggle. Let's learn how to navigate life and learn how to thrive with our allergies together. Hey guys, welcome to or welcome back to the Oh My Allergies podcast. If you're new, I'm Valencia. Very nice to meet you. And if you are not subscribed to the podcast, subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, just pretty much any platform you can listen to podcast on. We're even available on Amazon and on Audible. So make sure you just subscribe to us so you don't miss out on any really great content and episodes coming from us at the podcast. Make sure you stop, drop, roll, and rate the podcast. Hopefully your rating is five stars. And also leave the show a review because it really just helps with growing our community and being able to reach new ears and new people. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram is at omyallergies. Follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is at Valencia. And keep on sharing the podcast with people you know and don't know. I thought in today's episode, I would talk about nuts, specifically about nuts that usually kind of cause like a lot of confusion amongst those within the food allergy community, and that is coconuts and tree nuts. I feel like there's a lot of gray area around coconuts as to whether they are a fruit, are they a tree nut, is it a little bit of both? don't really know so that's what we're going to be exploring and diving into in today's episode but with that being said you guys know I got to talk about what's been going on with me. So what's been going on with me is that I have been watching NASCAR due to watching this new show on USA. It's called Austin Dillon's Life in the Fast Lane or something along those lines. And actually this show on USA has actually become one of my favorite shows at the moment. I've never really been a big follower of NASCAR, But growing up, I was into cars and collecting car collectible figures. It was something that I did with my grandfather and something that we both had a love for. And my grandmother, she loves race car driving and watches like Formula One and all the things. So I feel like it's kind of like full circle to kind of like start getting into NASCAR. I know she will definitely be happy to hear that. Um, But the Austin Dillon show, it's just so interesting because I didn't really realize like how much goes into the timing for the pit crew to measuring like the insides of the car to make sure the driver is secure and safe to practicing by using driving simulators. It's just very interesting, the whole operations behind race car driving. So if you've ever been intrigued by race car driving or you're a fan of it, highly recommend watching that show because it's very, very interesting. It showcases his family, Austin Dillon's family, and also his his best friend's family because his best friend is a part of his pit crew. So it's really interesting just seeing that dynamic as well. But another show that I'm gearing up to start watching is The Bachelorette or should I say The Bachelorettes because instead of it just being one woman that they're following, it's two. Um, That should be starting by the time this episode is up. So I'm gonna try and watch this train wreck that is bound to happen this season I feel like having guys date two women at the same time in front of each other it just sounds like drama that I know bachelor Nation is gonna eat up I always tell myself that I just get so frustrated and annoyed by like the whole like bachelor machine in terms of like them planting these people to be villains and then like we all want them to be off the show but then they stay there for shock factor and drama factor and things like that and it's just a repeat over and over again and I get frustrated and I tell my myself I'm not gonna watch it but here I am about to watch it so definitely updates to come in terms of whether I find this season to be annoying or not but that's pretty much what's been going on with me in terms of the different things that I've been watching and things that have just been entertaining me lately but with that being said let's get right into my foodie likes So one of my foodie likes that I've really been liking a lot lately, it comes from the brand Traditional Medicinals and it's their green tea dandelion tea. I really like it because growing up I drank a lot of dandelion tea just because of all the different great health benefits that come from having dandelion tea. Um I thought it was actually really funny because when I first got introduced to it, I believe it was through my grandfather and my mother. I was like it just looks like I picked off something off of a branch outside and I'm using it to make tea like what is this like how does this work Um, but it's actually really good especially if you put like lemon in it it just uh, it's just really good and so you guys know I'm already like a huge fan of green tea so really having something that kind of combines one of my two favorite teas in like one beverage is really good especially because you get like the health benefits from the green tea you get the health benefits from the dandelion tea which combined really does a great job at supporting your body's natural detoxification processes so highly recommend that especially because it supports you know your liver function and making sure that that is going well so highly recommend that tea not only because of its taste it just tastes really good and it's nice and smooth. And I feel like the green tea and the dandelion tea do a good job at balancing each other out because I feel like with some green teas, it can taste a lot grassy. And I feel like with the dandelion, it kind of balances it out and makes it a little bit more smoother and easier to drink. Kind of on the drink kick, another one of my favorite drinks that I've been having lately is the Waterloo Peach Sparkling Tea. Not sparkling tea, sparkling water. Gosh, I'm still in a tea mood but have really been liking this drink so much because you guys know I'm a big sparkling water fan I usually try to get it because I really like how strong and how full the flavors are within their sparkling water so highly recommend their sparkling waters if you have access to them I don't know if it's region based or how that kind of works I know that's how some waters work um another one of my favorites that is actually a tea it's an iced tea from Tazo it's their iced zen tea like it comes like in the shelf stable carton oh oh my gosh it tastes so good I like being able to combine that with actual green tea and it just tastes so good it makes my green tea last so longer because I can go through green tea like ice green tea like crazy just to be able to have something other than water to drink because I really don't drink too many things like I drink water for the most part and then I usually try to put in like some sort of like iced tea to kind of balance it out or I might have like ice cold brew to balance it out and kind of just have that be the things that I alternate and go through in terms of my drinks. So I just like any chance that I can get to kind of spice up the different things that I'm drinking, but definitely try the iced Zen tea. It tastes so good. It has its spearmint, green tea flavor to it. It's just nice for a hot summer day, which is lately what i've been experiencing here in georgia so highly recommend but those are the foodie legs that i want to share with you guys this week in this episode so now let's get into the allergy news because this is i got a lot of stuff on my chest to say about this allergy news article let's just say that So this allergy news article comes from mash.com. It's titled TikTok was shocked at this food allergy roommate horror story. So in a video that was uploaded to TikTok, a TikTok user talked about how an angry roommate exposed them to an airborne food allergy in order to, quote, assert dominance, despite knowing that the allergen could cause medical problems and so there was another tiktok clip where the original poster revealed that they were also attacked with glass bottles and ended up having to go to the hospital so as you can imagine tiktok users had a lot to say about this story as do i many of the commenters on tiktok they believe that the incident should be classified as an assault or even attempted murder, and they appear to be shocked at the revelation that the suspect is allegedly studying to be a doctor, which, okay, okay, but users are also speculating that the person that did this may have, like, some sort of desire to exert control by displaying narcissistic tendencies, and it was really interesting to kind of see what other people within the comment section had to say on TikTok just because I feel like the people on TikTok so I've heard because I'm not personally on TikTok but I've heard that they're a lot more harsh and they're a lot rude especially when it comes to the food allergy side of TikTok so it's very interesting and refreshing to see that TikTokers seem to have this person's back in this situation and seem to really have empathy and really actually went to go on to share stories of their own mistreatment from having food allergies, whether that was friends doing this, family doing this, and people implying that there's like this need to raise awareness for food allergies to be able to protect people who live with them, including through, you know, educating other people and. Maybe that's through different foundations or different organizations like FAIR. Um, So I was really proud. I was like, wow, we have faith in TikTok. We have faith in TikTok. And then there was also a further TikTok video that detailed that the original poster reported the incident to police but was told that officials would not prosecute, which led TikTok users to criticize law enforcement for a lack of action. There was a restraining order that has been granted. I just think this story, I mean, I'm happy that that TikTok is starting to come to their senses of like, wow, we've been really rude to the food allergy community. And they're actually realizing like it's a problem, but this is something that happens a lot more than people actually realize. Exposing your roommate To an allergen that you know that they're allergic to in order to quote assert dominance. Like, really? That's what we're coming to? You're trying to put somebody's health at risk because you're trying to assert dominance and you're angry with your roommate. Like, come on now. Like, that's really rude and really wrong on like so many levels, doing it on purpose. And then allegedly the person who did this is studying to be a doctor. Come on now. Come on now, that's that, that's crazy. That is so crazy. So hopefully this will help with just bringing more and more awareness and showing why we need more food allergy education and just allergy education in general. But if you guys want to see this article in its full entirety, the article. For this week's allergy news will be linked in our show notes. So definitely take a look there to be able to see the article in its full entirety. But with that being said, let's get right into today's topic, which is all about our coconuts tree nuts. Let's get into that topic. Like I say, in these types of episodes, I'm not a doctor. Um, I'm not a medical professional, nor do I claim to be either of those things. These are just things that I know from personal experience and research that I've done, and I encourage you all to do research on your own as well. So, like I said, today's episode is all about coconuts and tree nuts. And if a coconut is actually a tree nut, an allergy that you tend to hear a lot about when it comes to allergies, food allergies, et cetera, is a nut allergy. And that's just simply because nut allergies are among the most common food allergies, especially in children. Now, according to Food Allergy Research and Education, also known as FAIR, if you are not too new to the food allergy community, uh, hospitalizations for nut allergies in children tripled between the late 1990s and the mid-2000s. However, a food that usually has a big question mark when talking about it are coconuts. There's just a lot of gray area around coconuts as to whether they are a fruit, are they a tree nut? So really just wanted to be able to dive into this topic and discuss it here on the podcast because I feel like a lot of people may not know much about coconuts. They just know that it's just that tropical fruit that just makes my drinks taste good. Whether you are into pina coladas or whether you're into Almond Joys and things like that, um, you're just familiar from that standpoint or just simply eating coconuts in its full-on form. I actually plan on doing a full-fledged episode dedicated to nut allergies in specific, but in short, nut allergies occur when your immune system mistakenly identifies nut proteins as being harmful. So a person may be allergic to one type of nut or multiple types, though doctors usually recommend that... A person with one nut allergy should also avoid other nuts, Um, but just to kind of give a firm foundation in what tree nuts actually are, uh, tree nuts include like almonds, walnuts, pecans, pistachios, macadamia nuts, cashews, hazelnuts, Brazil nuts, pine nuts, and acorns, which I think it's really interesting that acorns are on this list because when I think of acorns, I tend to think of squirrels. I don't really think of an actual person eating acorns. I wonder if I'm the only person who thinks this. I'm probably not, but I just think that it's just really interesting. But when it comes to coconuts, I think the reason why it's like a tough nut to crack, pun is very much intended, is because it shares some distinct similarities with the whole nut family. So coconuts are protected by a hard outer shell that we know is brown, that has to be cracked open to eat. However, it's sweet and you eat it like it is a fruit, but it also has the word nut in it. So definitely confusing. I know that's probably what you're thinking, but when it comes to coconuts, one of the most dividing elements when it comes to this whole debate is the general perspective. You know, do we classify coconuts from a culinary perspective or do we classify them from a biological one? But before we get into whether a coconut is a tree nut, I just kind of want to start off with what exactly is a coconut? So a coconut is the fruit or seed of the coconut tree, which is a member of the palm tree family. If you want to get technical and botanical, the coconut is actually a fibrous one-seeded dry droop also known as stone fruit. A drupe is a fruit with a hard, stony outer layer that encloses the seed. And pretty much stone fruit is just another classification that happens to include like peaches, nectarines, blackberries, and even raspberries. Now the term drupe comes from the word drupa, meaning overwrite olive. And so a coconut along with All droops tend to have three layers. There's the exocarp, which is the outer layer. There's the mesocarp, which is the fleshy middle layer. And then there's the endocarp, which is the hard wood like layer that surrounds the seed. When it comes to coconut meat and coconut oil, it can be found in so many different things that you might come across in day to day. Food wise, you know, coconut oil is found in so many different baked goods infant formula, milks, chocolates, cookies, sauces, even alcohols. And coconut is found in so many different other items like makeup, body wash, soaps, lotions, shampoos, conditioners, all-purpose cleaners, dish soaps laundry detergents, and honestly, just the list could go on. Now, when it comes to what is a tree nut, a tree nut allergy, like I said, is one of the most common food allergies. It's top eight allergen, and it affects roughly 0.5 to 1% of the U.S. population according to the aaaai Now, tree nuts, they are technically the seeds of certain fruit-bearing trees. So the tree nuts you've heard of are probably almonds, walnuts, hazelnuts, pistachios, Brazil nuts, pecans, cashews, things like that. Those all grow on trees. Whereas peanuts, they grow underground and they are considered legumes. Now, what makes them different from other tree-growing fruits like apricots and avocados? is that the outermost shell is very hard and the meat inside is hard or it has like a leathery feel to it. Now, I will say I have had my fair share of brewed squishy avocados. So, They're not always hard, but I'm just saying like from a traditional standpoint of what you think to expect when you are going into an avocado or you're going into an apricot, that is kind of the gist. I have not been an eater of apricots just because like so many years ago, I tried an apricot for the first time and had a reaction of some sort. I don't really know kind of what it was. The different symptoms that I experienced aligned with it being a, a food allergy, but I don't know if it's an actual allergy or if it's more so a oral allergy syndrome. So Still updates to come around that, but that is definitely a food that I tend to stay away from because of how it made my mouth and my throat feel. And I definitely know that I'm not alone in that in terms of the different reactions where you can feel that type of way, but I digress. When it comes to the FDA's point of view, also known as the Food and Drug Administration, coconuts are a form of tree nut. Therefore, tree nuts are required to be labeled as such to prevent allergic reactions. So foods containing coconut are required to be labeled with the contains tree nuts, label under the food allergy labeling and consumer protection act also known as falcpa and i guess based off of what i just explained tree nuts are and some of the different qualifications for a tree nut of pretty much them being seeds of certain fruit bearing trees And if a coconut kind of is in the middle between being a a nut and like a fruit, it kind of, you know, falls within that within that realm of requirements of like what a tree nut is. So I guess I can kind of see why the FDA still has it listed as being a tree nut. And I have actually seen on different food products that I've picked up that have coconut in them uh, that have that may contain statement or the processed in a facility or just different statements like that. If you want to learn more about what may contain means or those different types of statements, did an episode on that a couple weeks ago. So definitely go back and listen to that episode because that episode has so much information about those labels, the history behind those labels, why those labels exist, um, and what you can do once you see those labels and making the best, you know, different decisions for you or you and your family. Um, but back to coconuts. One thing that I also thought was really interesting was that even the Library of Congress tackled this hot topic and really came to the conclusion that the coconut can be classified as a nut, it can be classified as a fruit, or it could be classified as a seed according to their loose definitions. So I just think it's really interesting how it's kind of been up in the air and like kind of like depending on like who you are talking to But from their standpoint, they say that a nut can be defined as a one seeded fruit. And so because of that loose definition, a coconut can also be a nut. But because of when it comes to the botanical side of things and like the true core of a coconut, it is not technically what we are familiar with nuts being classified as yeah and like according to the library of congress they say that like i said a coconut is not a true nut and that a true nut such as the acorn do not open at maturity to release its seeds and the seeds are released when the fruit walls decay or if they are digested by an animal and so like i said it kind of just goes back to who you talk to another thing that i saw were how like some scientists refer to the coconut as a water dispersal fruit and seed so It really just kind of depends on whether it's a seed, whether it's a fruit, whether it's a nut. And it's kind of really interesting, kind of like how it's all over the place, but like not really all over the place because it comes down to it not being a nut, but it like kind of still is. But now the real question is whether coconut is a dangerous food for those with Trina allergies. And really the answer is it depends. Allergies to coconuts are believed to be far less common than allergies to cashews and almonds. Botanically, coconuts are most closely related to other palms and betel nuts. They come from coconut palm trees and are not closely related to majority of other tree nuts. While botanical relationships are not the only factor that really determines whether two foods will be cross-reactive, which I've talked about in previous episodes. Foods that are close biologically often share related allergenic proteins. So a good example of this is cashews and pistachios. With those two nuts, they are closely related and they contain similar proteins. So people who are allergic to one of these nuts could often be allergic to both. Now, even though there have been cases where people have allergic reactions to eating coconuts, they are rare. This is because coconuts tend to lack a lot of the proteins that people with Trina allergies are usually sensitive to. So many people who haven't experienced tree nut allergies can possibly safely eat coconut without having some sort of an allergic reaction. More often people say that they've seen allergic dermatitis to coconut products and having like a sensitization to coconut pollen. Now I can't advise whether or not coconut is safe for a person, obviously because I'm not a doctor, as I've already said, um, but anyone can be allergic to any food protein. But I will say that research has shown that there is no correlation between common tree nut allergies and a coconut allergy. So back in 2010, the Journal of Pediatric Allergy and Immunology, they published a study that really goes into the relationship between sesame, coconut, and nut allergies in children. And within that study, researchers found that children with a peanut or a tree nut allergy were not more likely to be allergic to coconut and children with histories of both peanut and tree nut reactions were more likely to have a history of having a sesame reaction which I think is just really really interesting. According to a a study that was done in 2017 reports of immunoglobin E medicated coconut allergy are rare. However despite the low prevalence of coconut allergies reactions can can be serious. And there's actually been several reported cases that have actually involved anaphylaxis. So the odds that a child with a tree nut allergy also having a coconut allergy are not greater than the odds that a child without a tree nut allergy having a coconut allergy. And actually, in fact, many children with Trina allergies are actually able to consume coconut based dairy alternatives without having some sort of a problem. And this kind of goes to why it's essential and important to really test for coconut allergies and specific because of coconut allergies being considered rare, it is still very possible to be allergic to coconut. And it's really important to talk with your doctor, talk with your allergist if you have any concerns about a potential coconut allergy because they will be able to advise you on the next best steps of action to take for figuring that whole situation out. And I feel like one thing that's really important to remember is that even though the FDA treats coconut as a tree nut for labeling purposes, do not assume that restaurants and other places outside of the FDA treat coconuts as tree nuts. So if you are worried that you may have a coconut allergy, um, it's really just a good idea to kind of call out that ingredient specifically when you're eating out and take those precautionary measures that you would with any other food allergy when it comes to coconuts, just to kind of be on the safe side, which I think it's really interesting how even though the fda treats coconuts as being a tree nut but like other places don't and that kind of makes me wonder why that is and why there's kind of like a gap when it comes to that because i would just assume that since restaurants and other places are like oh like we're following the fda and all of this other type of stuff you would think that that would actually apply And like restaurants and like other scenarios in different situations that are happening revolving food. So I just think it's really interesting and it makes me wonder why that is because, you know, whether you're going to a bakery or something like that or you're going to, I don't know, just pretty much any restaurant that might sell treats or just cook food because coconut oil is used for different dishes and things like that in different cuisines so I just think it's really interesting and I wonder why but hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode I found it to be very interesting because I feel like people don't really talk about coconuts that much I mean I feel like people I feel like coconuts is for an acquired taste in general but like I feel like people don't really talk about how it can cause allergic reactions in some people and even though it's rare it's still something to bring to people's attention especially if you are living in the nut allergy world I feel like it's just something to just kind of be aware of and be cognizant of and just knowing what other allergies are out there Um, because I always find it really interesting just to come across different allergies especially within the same family of allergies that I have because as a person that is allergic to macadamia nuts and peanuts I just feel like it's just really good to just have this information in my toolkit but if you guys enjoyed this episode make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast on your podcast platform of choice make sure to leave us a rating on apple Podcasts and on spotify hopefully your rating is five stars also leave us a review it really 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 helps with being able to get the word out about this podcast and reach new ears and be able to come across new people's eyes and things like that so definitely we do appreciate it make sure you follow us on instagram our instagram is at oh my allergies my instagram is at oh my valencia keep on sharing the podcast with people you know and don't know and i'll talk to you guys in the next one bye guys